0: Hey everybody, welcome to a bonus edition of Tone to Slab Pitching with David Cohn. David, James, myself, we had a chance to talk with the consensus top pitching prospect in all of baseball ahead of this season. Guys, Grayson Rodriguez of the Baltimore Orioles kind of fits the mold if you were going to create a pitcher in the lab. 6'5", around 230, and... He has displayed a ton of fire and consistency in his time as a pro pitcher. David, this kid hasn't changed his grips since he was a youngster, around 12 or 13, and he's bringing all of this on a steady track, hopefully, to the big leagues with the Orioles later this summer. He was impressive to talk to.
1: Really was. I cannot wait to see him make his debut and get up here where we could watch him pitch more often. Uh, He is a unicorn in that you don't see young pitchers like this that are that polished. He has potentially four above-average pitches, plus major league pitches, and that is just so rare. Generally speaking, if you have one or two above-average, they call it plus pitches, you know, on a scale of 20 to 80. He grades out at a six, six and a half, even seven on some of his pitches. If you graded out at eight or 20 to 80, if you graded out an 80, as an example, 80 would be a Nolan Ryan fastball, you know, a hundred miles an hour plus Randy Johnson is the top of the scale in terms of fastballs. Uh, this, this kid's really, really something to watch. His changeup is elite right now. His power fastball obviously is there. Slider curveball to go with it that are both potential plus pitches as well. So it's almost unfair to have that kind of stuff, that kind of well above average stuff across the board with your entire repertoire. He made his season debut on Friday for the Norfolk Tides uh, at the Orioles AAA affiliate against Charlotte. Overwhelmingly dominant, four shutout innings, one hit, one walk, seven strikeouts. Sky's the limit for him.
0: David, you mentioned Nolan Ryan. I think it's pretty fitting. Big kid from Texas. He talked about how he wants to pitch deeper into games. He also touched on going through the minor league system and coming up with Allie Rushman, the heralded top catching prospect for the Orioles. DL Hall is another top pitching prospect for the Orioles. Baltimore has the pieces to be a team on the rise in the coming seasons. And if you're going to be able to do that, Grayson Rodriguez is going to be a big reason why. So without further ado, it's our conversation with top pitching prospect, the top arm throughout minor league baseball, Grayson Rodriguez for the Baltimore Orioles. Grayson, thanks so much for joining us here this week. Pleasure to have you. And we are... You know, recording this near the end of spring training and you've presumably been told you know you're going to be starting the season at triple a norfolk but i think the big question one of them is will grayson rodriguez's big travel camper be making the trek to norfolk and and will that be the living situation for you to start the triple a season
2: sadly no um you know i the last two or three seasons that's been the plan uh but you know new to minor league baseball this year they're uh the clubs are paying for us somewhere to stay um so you know we're gonna roll with that there's no point in taking it and then you know having to pay out of your pocket so i'd rather stay somewhere for free
0: i hear that what 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 is the future like for your your big rv camper
2: Um, well right now, my brother's just now getting into travel ball. Um, he's in the eighth grade. So him and my dad have been taking it every weekend to Houston or Dallas, uh, wherever they're playing in their tournaments. So
0: not a bad, uh, travel accommodation right there. Not at all. Not at all.
1: Is is he a pitcher too?
2: Yeah. Well, right now he's doing both, but, uh, the thing about him is he's so big, he's already bigger than me and he's 14. So, uh, (laughs) wow. It's uh pretty impressive. I know my mom had posted a picture or something the other day on Facebook and somebody put it on Twitter and I retweeted it and it was kind of it kind of took off a little bit. But uh yeah, no, he's 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 huge.
1: You know, I I Grayson, I always and thanks again for coming on the podcast, I always ask these questions because I was in a similar situation. I was a, an amateur pitcher and then I, you know, I was drafted out of high school and I had that big decision to make at that particular time. And I'm sure you had plenty of opportunities to go to college. I'm sure you had several scholarship offers, probably in Texas, Texas A&M or, or somewhere down there, I'm sure. Um, what was that decision process like? I mean, when you started to really develop as an amateur pitcher and then, you know, Hey, wait, th- this is coming together. I might get drafted. I might pitch in college. What was that like that decision-making for you to go ahead and take that professional contract?
2: Yeah. So um, I was recruited by Texas A&M. Uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State um, you know a lot of my family members went to A&M so I grew up in Aggie uh, the reason why I committed there um, but you know fortunate for me I I had always thrown pretty hard now in terms of pitching and mechanics and stuff that was always wild but uh, no I mean I, I got drafted in the first round and it was kind of a shocker to us um, that I went that early and uh, you know ultimately you know professional baseball is a dream so That's what I wanted to do. Um, And, you know, so far it's been a good decision. You know, I'm very fortunate to have been with the Orioles, Um, you know, our analytics team that's come in and helped me develop as a pitcher. And, And, you know, right now we're
0: working to get to the big leagues. You know, just for perspective, guys, let's go back to the fact that Grayson's little brother is larger than he is. Grayson is six foot five. 220. Grace, where are we at now? 220, 225
2: pounds? Yeah. 220 is what we were drafted at. Now we're at 240.
0: (laughs) I know all the the
2: bios are still saying 220, but uh, (laughs) you know, we we've gained a few pounds since then good pounds.
0: All right. So 22 years of age. And I think this is cool because it's been well documented that you gained 25 pounds of muscle entering your draft year in high school. And we love having, pitchers from all walks of life older pitchers younger pitchers like yourself who maybe aren't too far removed from their amateur days so that the current amateurs can kind of take away something from these chats that we have what were you eating and what kind of workouts were you doing as a 17 year old to kind of put on that much mass
2: um a lot of peanut butter and honey sandwiches that was uh that was the move uh chocolate milk getting lots of carbs um you know, kind of like just any other kind of high schooler, you know, not really weighing all that much. Um, you know, I was tall, but but a little lanky. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the facility that I was going to is the same facility that I go to now. Uh, it's Apex. It's in Tyler, Texas. Uh, it's where Patrick Mahomes grew up going to train. Um, it was a first, kind of first developed for football. And then uh, as it took off in that industry, they bought into the baseball side of things. And you know, that's, that's where I started going in high school and into and pro ball now. And, and they were able to, you know, kind of change me and, and make me a, make me a better performer. The APEC
0: facility, you said that you've taken the throwing program that the Orioles have you on and you kind of mixed it with theirs. What parts of each of the two were you blending together?
2: Um, you know, I'm a big long toss guy. So long toss is a part of my program. Um, you know, weighted balls, they can be dangerous at times. Um, but, you know, I'd I use those a little bit in the off season. Um, not during the season, but, uh, you know, just kind of blending in uh, distances when bullpens start. Um, you know, I kind of like to go a little bit earlier, uh, getting off the mound, just kind of getting into the feel of things that way you start throwing bullpens and stuff, you kind of have somewhat of an idea of what you're doing and, you know, you don't, it doesn't feel like a stranger, but uh, you know, really just kind of just picking and and, and stuff like that, kind of meshing them together.
1: Yeah. Grayson, we've, you know, we've um, seen some videos, looking forward to watching you pitch. Um, the thing that amazes me and, you know, I guess the question becomes for me is, Growing up, who were your idols? Who did you try to emulate or pitchers that maybe you saw that were college level, professional level that you aspired to kind of emulate a little bit? And then secondly, how do you have such a rounded repertoire already? I mean, uh, who were, who was your, how was your coaching? I mean, all you have four plus pitches graded already by several very well-respected scouts um, or scouting bureaus. So how did that come about? How did you de- get so polished in developing all those pitches and who did, who did you like? Who who, who was your, your go-to guy that you liked to watch the pitch growing up?
2: Well, uh, being for Nacogdoches, um, you know, we kind of lived in, in the middle of Houston and Dallas. So uh, my dad was a Rangers fan and my mom was an Astros fan. So watching Clemens and Pettit and, uh, you know, Cliff Lee when he was in Texas, um, those are some pictures that kind of really that I would go back to and, and watch videos of. Um, you know, when I was about – 10 or 11, I started taking pitching lessons uh, from a college pitching coach in my hometown, uh, who's now the head coach of Texas state. But uh, the same, the grips that I learned when I was 10 years old are the same grips that I'm throwing now every single one of them. Um, so I don't know, I'm sure that's kind of had something to do with it. Um, you know, holding the, holding the ball exactly the same, you know, my entire life. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything's been, uh, everything's been the same and just kind of working on getting it better each year. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I was fortunate to watch a lot of good pitchers, um, on TV and, and loved watching baseball as a kid. You know, I, it was, it was on the TV every night in our house and, uh, you know, I loved it.
1: So that that's fantastic. The same grips guys. That, that's pretty remarkable. You think about it, since he's 10 years old, that's fantastic. Uh, tell you know, in your own words. Give us your repertoire, you know, four-seam, two-seam, uh, curve, slider, chain, change-up, grip, circle. Tell, tell us, uh, you know, just basically, you know, uh, what those grips are and what the confidence you have in those pitches.
2: Yes, yeah, so it's just a basic four-pitch mix uh, with a cutter, fastball, four-seam, uh, slider, curveball, and a change-up. Uh, the change-up I learned about two years ago, um, 2019 to 2020, uh, you know, the Orioles have worked with me about learning a changeup because I was just a breaking ball guy, a uh, curve on slider. Um, and the changeup is something that really took off and is now my best pitch um, using Azure China cameras and Trackman and seeing how the pitch spins and kind of not necessarily throwing a textbook changeup, but one that spins pretty hard um, and like a three o'clock spin direction. Which almost creates a vacuum uh, and just sucks it straight down, um, and that's kind of what I've seen the most success with, um, you know, out of my repertoire as of late. Um, but that's it's a pitch I'm going to be throwing a lot this year.
1: Now, is that the technology? Is that available to you in the minor leagues on bullpen sessions during the season, or is it some just in spring training where you kind of refine everything?
2: No, no, the Orioles do a good job of making sure it's available uh, at all the affiliates. Um, spring training, you know, obviously there's a lot of guys in camp. So uh, there's a lot more machines, a lot more cameras and, and units and stuff. But uh, now when we break off uh, full season to affiliates and stuff, each uh, each level has their own uh, slow motion camera, mobile track man, stuff like that. So we're able to use the, the data pretty easily every time we stand on the mound, throw a bullpen or in the game.
0: Grayson, are you attending to that information throughout the season? Are you looking at it in between starts, day after your performance? How often are you checking out that information?
2: Yeah, um, you know, it's a a big part of my game. Um, You know, I don't necessarily just study the hitter side of it, but uh, in terms of how my stuff plays and how my stuff's spinning, uh, it's kind of important to stay on top of it that way problem problems don't really create um you're able to stay on top of things um you know if you throw a bad pitch in a bullpen or you start to develop bad habits it gets tackled pretty quickly uh you know before before it turns into a problem or if you have a bad start you know you can look at what you're doing in the bullpen compared to last week's bullpen um and things like that
0: you guys. I'm assuming, David, it's pretty rare to hear of a pitcher who has the same grips since he was a child, you know, going through grammar school. So, Grayson, when you're gaining this professional experience, where do you feel like you're making gains? Because it's like that 10,000 hour rule. You you have these pitches, you have these grips that are just such second nature to you. Where are you seeing the leaps that you're taking?
2: Um, you know, honestly, how to read swings in a game, uh, how to call a game, you know, kind of call your own pitches and stuff. Um, you know, that was something that I had struggled with when I first got into pro ball, uh, what pitch to throw next, um, depending on what the hitter swing was before. Uh, you know, it was, it was quick to go to an off-speed pitch or, or something else when the guy can't hit a fastball and just being able to know when to stick with the pitch or when not not to stick with one, Um, you know, kind of learning about how to be a pro and and throwing every five days, five to six days, because, you know, growing up as an amateur, you're throwing every seven days, every eight days, or just whenever you have a tournament. Um, But, you know, pro ball is a little bit different uh, getting on that five day rotation or six day, whatever it might be, uh, depending on the staff, but yeah, just kind of learning how to, how to, you know, deal with baseball every day.
1: Have have they given you any insight and uh, maybe upping your workload this year a little bit, allowing you to, to get past four or five innings per start, maybe get a little deeper into games. I know you've said, I think every pitcher would love that opportunity and to be able to get a little deeper into games. Uh, have they talked to you about your workload this year at all?
2: Um, you know, not specifically in terms of uh, inning limit. Um, you know, obviously like you said, it's, we're nearing the end of spring training. We've only got about three or four days left uh, before we break camp, but, uh, That's something that will be discussed in our uh, in the spring training meetings going into the season. Uh, Last year, you know, it was it was kind of frustrating because, you know, obviously there was a strict inning limit we had to follow. Um, That was large part due to the fact that we didn't have a normal season in 2020 uh, with COVID. So, you know, they were extra careful with all of our pitchers. Um, I think I only went six innings once last year and the rest were just stopped at five, uh, really, no matter the pitch count. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I would have liked to throw uh, more innings and in games where it was pretty dominant, but, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, you're not trying to waste all your bullets in the minor leagues. So.
1: Yeah, that, that's so true. It is. It takes, it takes a mature perspective to understand that, uh, as frustrating as that can be at times. But uh, I really, uh, you know, I think it's a situation with the Orioles. You're in a great spot. You've got a lot of great prospects around you. Uh, have you had a chance to pitch to Adley Rushman and, and your future catcher, probably and maybe the best prospect in all the game? A lot of a lot of the a lot of the boards have you in the top five of, of top prospects in all of baseball, and him at number one. That's got to be pretty exciting, knowing that you guys have a chance to kind of hook up here in the future and do do something pretty special.
2: Yeah, no, he's a he's a pretty talented hitter. Um, I'm I'm pretty thankful that he's on my team because he has stepped in the box against me uh, quite a bit, you know, at the alternate side and in spring training. And, you know, I've faced him. I don't know, I'd say a decent amount and he's already tagged me for, I think three or four home runs. So, uh, you know, I mean, it kind of goes to show kind of how special a hitter he is. Um, and for some, whatever reason it's, it's tough to get him out. Um, but the last time I faced him, I broke his bat. So I still hang that over his head, but, uh, you know, just a phenomenal talent, you know, switch hitting catchers that, that can hit for power and average just don't come along like that. Um, you know, he's just kind of an impressive player.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good good behind the dish too, we hear defensively as well. I mean, he's kind of the total package. So that that that's gotta be exciting too moving forward.
2: Oh yeah. You know, the way he kind of conducts the game back there. Um, you know, if I ever you know, obviously as a pitcher, runners are getting on base uh, throughout the game, and you know there's a little bit of me in the back of my mind that wishes that they'll steal, because um, I feel like you know our chances are pretty good at throwing them out. Um, you know, the arm, the arm is special; it's there. Um, you know, a lot of catchers have trouble with arm side run, uh, the way the ball's spinning, uh, but his his ball to second base is a true backspinning heater. Basically, it's just a fastball that just rides. I'd ride over the mound. Um, But, you know, it's, it's pretty special.
0: Grayson, you have yourself, you have Adley, you have DL Hall is another you know top prospect. The wave of youth is coming here for the Baltimore Orioles. There are a handful of other top prospects, according to numerous outlets here. Can you tell Orioles fans here, What is going on in the farm system and why they should be getting excited?
2: Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of young talent. Um, The Orioles, when I was drafted in 2018, uh, the old regime, uh, you know, they didn't really invest in the international market. Um, That's something that Michael Eyes has come in and done is investing in Latin American players very heavily. Um, Seeing them at spring training and in workouts and stuff, you know, there's a lot of young kids out there that can really do something special. And uh, in terms of, like, draft players, you know, they've really done a good job of drafting a lot of infield and outfield prospects. Um, You know, uh, we have about four or five shortstops in our organization right now that could be big leaguers at some point in their career uh, without a doubt. And there's something unique and special about all of them. And I think there's a lot of guys that are hitting for power. There's a lot of home runs being hit um, you know, kind of that new age of baseball, um, that's kind of exciting. And, uh, you know, it's, I think Orioles baseball will be a lot better and, uh, it'll look a little different in a couple of years. So so we're 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 going to say that for now.
1: Nice. You're right. And so will Camden yards look a little different by the time you're ready to tow the slab out there because they move the fences back in left field. I mean, you, I know you probably never got a chance to, to, to see a lot of Camden yards, but, uh, Left field was pretty short. I mean, it was it was uh, pretty easy for lefties to go oppo, and right-handers took shot at it, took shot at left field. So yeah, it's going to be a little more of a pitcher's park for you, maybe by design. Probably a good thing, you know, with the, with you on the way and and and, and some good prospects coming. Uh, maybe maybe Camden Yards will play a little differently. It's going to be interesting to see this year how that works out. By the time you get there, uh, it's going to be a little easier for pitchers, I think.
0: Yeah,
2: no, absolutely. You know, the fence was moved back. I think twenty feet, uh, twenty five feet, almost. And that's a big difference. You know, that's a that's a difference between a fly ball that's kind of mishit a little bit getting out and uh and not. And you know, we're gonna see that a lot um, this year. Um, you know, it's gonna take it's gonna take a barrel to get one out. But uh, you know, like you were saying, it was it's been a pretty short left field. I think, you know, the ball plays really well for home runs um, and, and being in the AL East, that's tough because there's a lot of guys that can swing it. And uh, I think, you know, it'll definitely help out the pitching side of things, Um, you know, in terms of the hitting um, I think for us, hopefully it won't have an impact, but I do know there's probably going to be a decrease in some home runs, but uh, you know, I'm kind of, kind of happy about that.
0: Grace, we like to end our chats with our guests by giving them a chance to ask something to an upcoming guest on our podcast. So we're going to tell you the name of a guest that is coming up on the show in the near future and you'll have to come up with a question to ask them and we'll save the question and give it to them when they appear on the podcast but we have a question for you this is a nice cycle that we have and it comes from mike borzello he was on with us recently he's a longtime cubs coach and he also was the bullpen coach for the yankees during their late 90s dynasty he was the cubs game strategist their their pitching specialist he had a A long list of titles and responsibilities. A lot of players thought of him as kind of like the team's secret weapon when it came to game preparation here. And here is what Mike Borzello had for you.
1: What is his main goal going forward as a pitcher? Is it personal success? Is it winning? Is it money? Is it all of it? What motivates him? and everyone's different everyone's going to give you the stock line oh you know i want to win but for everyone it's a different answer so what makes this guy wake up in the morning and bust his ass and work hard what is the number one thing that he focuses on that's what i would ask him
2: yeah so you know like he kind of predicted the winning factor um you know when you remember past athletes, um, you remember them by winning, basically, you don't ever remember their contracts or how much money they signed for, you know, you remember Michael Jordan for his championships with the bulls. You remember obviously Tom Brady, uh, for all his super bowls, you know, no, nobody's talking about how much money Tom Brady's making. They're talking about how many super bowls he's winning. And, uh, to me, you know, winning world series, um, you know, that's huge. That's the goal. Um, you know, you want to be hosting that trophy at some point in your career. Uh, but for me, I think my personal test is how many times I can hold that trophy up. Um, you know, it, you remember players just from their successes. Um, and I don't, I don't think money really has anything to do with it. Um, you know, obviously if you're in the game for a long time, you're going to be fine and well off there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, it'd, it'd have to be winning championships um, and just having success with your team. Um, in terms of personal accolades, you know, Cy Young's and stuff, it's every pitcher's goal. Uh, you know, hopefully I'm fortunate enough to win one one day. But, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to have a few more World Series rings and Cy Young trophies sitting on the wall or in the in the trophy case.
0: That is music to Oriole fans everywhere, for sure, when you're saying multiple World Series trophies. So, Thank you. I think you passed the the test. You gave the the very A plus like answer in the eyes of Oriole fans, right?
2: Yeah, I hope so. You know, (laughs) I hope I hope a championship or two will be uh, you know, make them happy. But yeah, you know, right now that's the goal. Uh, you know, we're formulating the team to do it. And uh, you know, hopefully it starts happening here pretty soon.
0: All right, so it is your turn to ask a question here for one of our upcoming guests, and it's someone who's gonna be cutting their teeth in the minors, albeit from uh, the the manager's chair, a little different. Rachel Balkovec, who's going to be managing the Yankees minor league team in Tampa this season. She's the first female manager at any level in pro ball, in affiliated baseball. So what question would you have for Rachel Balkovec? Hmm.
2: Um, You know, I would say uh, whether or not she's going to jog out to the mound or uh, walk out there because as a pitcher, you know, you always kind of dread that, that walk or that run out there. Um, you know, obviously being here in big league camp, Brandon Hyde's somebody that just about sprints out there. Um, and I've had, uh, I've had some managers in the past take the slow walk and, you know, as a pitcher, you know, when things aren't going well, I think you'd rather have them run out there and, and get it over with, but yeah, whether or not she's going to, she's going to run to the mound or, or walk out during a pitch and change.
1: I love that. That's a great question right there. Because you're right, you, you get anxiety built up right there. If you're on the mound, I certainly know what Grayson's saying right there. They, it definitely does lead to anxiety, the, the style of the manager, and whether he has the hook or not. That, that's great. I love that.
0: David, you think we're evolving in there? You think more managers are picking up speed as we uh, as we see the median age of a big league manager kind of drop a little bit?
1: You know, it depends on the, it depends on the gate of the individual person. <laughs> right. And that kind of shape they're in Rachel Balkovic's in great shape, by the way. And so, but you know, Joe Torrey had a bad back, so he kind of had to walk out there, you know, and you know, it, 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 there's some guys that just can't, you know, so yeah, it, it varies from manager to manager, but I, I understand what Grayson's saying there because the anxiety is building as you're on the mound on what's going to happen. You're going to take me out or, You know, if you've had a bad game, you know, the embarrassment. So, yeah, there's a a lot to factor into that. That simple little question there that that only a pitcher would understand standing on the mound waiting for a manager to come get him.
0: Absolutely. I like that. Grayson, you think she's thought about that yet? Is that something Mm, that a manager is
2: cognizant of? I don't know. I mean, you know, she might have done it in spring training already. You know, obviously uh, the managers and – and the coaches gotta, you know, gotta get warmed up in their aspect too. Um, you know, the, with all the games that are happening. But uh, you know, like I was saying, it's you don't really know until the lights turn on in April, uh, and you're you're playing at night in some ballparks. So.
0: Rachel's going to be joining us once she's healed up from uh, taking a comebacker in practice. And uh, also after she's been on the job for a couple of weeks, we kind of want to get her reaction on what it's like after two, three weeks under her belt. So we're looking forward to that. Grayson, we look forward to this. We've had you on, you've been nothing but terrific and man, we wish you the best of luck here out of the gate in 2022. Hopefully we'll see you in the big leagues in a very short time. And when you do uh, go easy, on the rest of the AL East, if you can. And we all, you know, we all have Yankee ties here. I think you know that, but uh, a warning, I guess, to the rest of the AL East, the, the Orioles are coming. They're on the way, right, Grayson? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You're going to love the American league East. It's challenging, but it's great. All the ballparks are great to pitch in. And uh, you know what? Yeah. When you get there, the key is to stay there. When you make it to the it's not getting to the big leagues, stick in there. And, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing your your debut there. I, I hope I get a chance to call it. But thanks again, Grayson, for coming on. We, we appreciate it and we wish you all the best.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. It was a pleasure.